in today's show. We're here to talk about a trade that went down between the Wizards and the Lakers. No, it's not the 27 first round pick or the 29 first round pick or Bradley Beal, but it is a trade that we need to talk about. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So a trade went down a couple of hours ago. Um, I think it was a couple of hours ago. Yeah, about two hours ago. It was um, uh, organized, agreed upon, Done, I guess. I don't know why I'm trying to find these words that don't exist. But anyway, it is done. A trade has happened again between them. I'm surprised the Lakers wanted to go back to dealing with the Wizards after the Westbrook fiasco. But here we are. And the details of the trade. Warney, I'll let you introduce it. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It doesn't involve Anthony Gill, unfortunately. But it does involve some deals um, and some players from these two teams with Rui Hachimura. It felt like the writing was on the wall a little bit when Hachimura was asked after the last game, hey, have you requested a trade? Are you going to get traded? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, okay, mate. Um, clearly things weren't going particularly well there with Rui and the Wizards, and he is headed off to the Lakers in exchange for Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks. There's a lot to break down from the actual real life perspective, not necessarily how they fit, but I'll, I'll do that now. Then we'll get into the fantasy stuff. Um this should show you how little the, the Wizards value Rui Hachimura, to be honest, or what they perceived him to be. It was a bad pick at the time, I thought. Um, I think he's been highly overrated his entire career. Seems like a good bloke, but being overrated. Um, but the fact that you're getting actually nothing back at all. Yes, three second rounders. Okay, cool. No worries. And Kendrick Nunn, like not a good player, um, should tell you that there is no value there in Rui Hachimura whatsoever. So, yeah, he had a really good game. Last game, Rui scored 30 points. That's really solid. This is, yeah, it's not... A strong return at all. It's basically nothing. The second rounders are basically nothing. So Hajimura's gone. I guess they're off the hook in terms of paying him, but you know what they also could have done? Just not paid him. You didn't necessarily have to get these guys back. Not that it impacts them much. I guess getting three second rounders instead of nothing is a benefit. Um, none, I believe, is a free agent after this season anyway, so he's gone. So realistically, it's Hachimura for three seconds. Not a big um, haul, but again, that's what Hachimura's value is. So if we talk about it from the Lakers' perspective, I've criticized the Lakers a lot this season for not having any forward-sized players outside of Davis and LeBron when Davis is a center. And they got one. They got a forward-sized player. So that's a positive. The problem, again, that I have with the way that they've tried to build this, build this roster is that Rui does nothing apart from score and needs the ball and needs usage. And, he can't, and he's not a good volume three-point shooter. He can't do anything else. So it's like getting tall Dennis Schroeder or tall Lonnie Walker. It's the same player. Like Lonnie Walker needs the ball and he's not a high volume or particularly overall efficient shooter. And Hachimura is just the same, but bigger. It again, I don't think makes 
sense next to LeBron and Davis and with Westbrook in the mix. It doesn't, it's, he's taller. That is a positive. But is it the sort of player that you need? Is he a three and D guy? No. Can he move the ball? Not really. Does he have tunnel vision? Absolutely. Does he thrive when he gets given the ball in big usage situations? Well, he doesn't thrive, but he does okay. Is he going to get those situations? No. I don't really get it from that perspective. The perspective of you giving up really nothing to get him is totally okay. Kedrick Nunn, useless. Those seconds, whatever. They're okay. They're not that important. That's okay. And taking the fly. But I think it's still, to me, it just, again, he, he is an improvement, I think, on yeah, the value of, even like a Troy Brown. I think Troy Brown does more for what this team needs than what a Rui Hachimura does. And Austin Reeves does more than what a Rui Hachimura does. But it still, to me, looks, I look at the Lakers and go, do you still not know what you need? Do you not know what sort of play? Again, give, give him a check. You've got a bigger person. That's a win. You've got a forward. They're not easy to come by. That is good. But it's still not the sort of player that really makes sense around this roster. I don't believe. But we're going to find out, aren't we? So I'd like to know what your thoughts um, on the trader. First of all, like who did, do you think it's a huge win for the Lakers? You can't possibly think it's a win for the Wizards, but is it neutral? Like, how do you think this goes in terms of the value of the deal and how these players um, are going to play out in their new locations? We'll get to the fantasy aspect of it in just one second, but today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. If we look at the AFC and NFC championship games, the Eagles are two and a half point favorites over on FanDuel. Ahead of the Niners, well, it's a very close one between the Chiefs and Bengals. One and a half point favorites the Chiefs are, which is pretty interesting given that most times we see home favorites get a three-point edge. And so they're thinking the Bengals on a neutral field would win. Hmm. All right, there's some interesting odds available there over on Fangel. It's all on an app that's safe and secure and super easy to use. So, sports fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. So let's look at how this impacts the Los Angeles Lakers from a fantasy perspective. Okay, let's the number one question you're all going to be asking is what are we is Rui Hachimura an ad? And again, am I a notorious Rui hater? I don't think I'm a Rui hater, but I'm also not a Rui believer. So you just place me somewhere in the middle there. You can take a flyer on Rui Hachimura. If you are a member at Basketball Monster, I've updated all the projections. And let me just say, it doesn't come out particularly favorable for Hachimura. But again, there is a level of bias there with me because I look at their roster and go, is Rui guaranteed 31 minutes a night? I don't think so. Like maybe he starts, but we are going to get Davis coming back, Reeves coming back, Walker coming back, all probably within the next week. And Reeves and Walker are going to play. Yes, Toscano Anderson, six minutes and not are gone. Troy Brown's 32 minutes aren't going to last. And Hachimura probably does start next to Davis and LeBron with, say, Walker and Schroeder. But that leaves Reeves and Beverly still in that mix to get minutes. And Brown, I think, has done enough. So is Hachimura a walk-up 30-minute-a-night player? I don't believe so. And the other thing that I think is pretty clear is that going to the Lakers, his usage will drop. And one does, what is the one thing we say about Rui? 
In order to have value, he needs usage. So minutes will offset set that a little bit. He was still playing 25 minutes a night, though, for the Wizards. He wasn't playing 17 minutes a night and going up to 28. He was playing 25 minutes a night. And the 22-23 usage, I think, probably comes down to 20. Because, yes, there was Beal and Porzingis and Kuzma, but that's a different animal versus LeBron, Davis, and Westbrook. And Schroeder needing the ball. And Walker having no use unless he has the ball. Like This is what the problem is with that team. So I think there is a drop in usage for Hachimura coming across to the Lakers. I do think that. And is he all of a sudden going to become a steals guy, a blocks guy, an assist guy, a high three-point volume player? Maybe his three-point volume increases. That is, that is possible for sure. But I don't love it. This season, he's averaging 21 fantasy points per game. And I think he's sort of going to be the same. Maybe 22, 23. But in order to be a must grab, I'd want him to be averaging 26, 27. That is possible. And in a points league, I'd be more than happy to take a flyer. But in a category league, I don't think so. I don't, I don't really see the point of it. I, I don't think that Rui, as a category league guy, where he is 212th this season, reminder, in 25 minutes, where he moves to a situation where usage likely drops, and maybe he, he probably does play more than 25. But he's not playing 35, I wouldn't think. So I'm just not that interested in adding Rui Hachimura. There is very rarely a situation where something like this occurs and you take a flyer on it and I'm going to say that's a terrible flyer. Unless it is taking a flyer on Kedrick Nunn. So if you want to do it, go ahead. It's not something that I'm prioritizing. I didn't wake up and go, man, I've got to go grab Rui. I didn't look at it that way at all. In fact, I think there are better options to add that aren't Rui Hachimura. It does negatively impact Lonnie Walker, but he's been a drop for weeks. It impacts Dennis Schroeder. He's going to be a drop when Davis returns for sure. Um, it impacts Austin Reeves. It impacts Patrick Beverly. It impacts Troy Brown. But none of these guys are 12-team must roster players. These are more 14 to 16-team league players. And I still don't think that we're going to have you know, these guys being 12-team options outside of the occasional stream. I think they're, they're Reeves and Schroeder and Hachimura and Walker and Beverly and Brown, they're all just going to eat into each other's playing time. Maybe one guy emerges at one point, the other guy emerges at hot streaks and cold streaks. But realistically, it's LeBron, it's Davis, it's Westbrook who gets the usage. And the other guys sort of sit around and fit around. So I'm not loving it really at all. Again, if you're holding Walker, I wouldn't be bothered with that. Obviously, you're dropping Beverly in 14s, and Troy Brown probably moves out of 14-team league discussion. And Rui's a solid 14-team league guy, but if you want to take a flyer in 12s, be my guest. Go for it. Try it. But don't be surprised when it's the same old Rui that we've seen for four seasons, who is a points guy, who can rebound a little bit, who doesn't shoot many threes and gets no other stats across other areas, and is probably going to see, I think, a usage drop. We'll monitor it. He's at 22% for the season so far usage. I think it moves down to 20, 20 and a half with the Lakers. And yeah, that probably gets offset with the minutes, leaving him about the same player, someone you didn't care about in the 12-team category league. So again, it sounds pessimistic and we all love a trade and we all love trying to get value and I've got no problem. Like if you're dropping, um, I can't even think of who, like some spud that you might have at the end of your roster, Terrence Mann, for example, and you're dropping him to try Rui Hachimura, go for it. Absolutely go for it. That is the point of having a streaming position. If you believe in Rui more than me, which isn't very hard to do, but if you believe in Rui more than I do, go for it. And in a points league, I'm definitely more interested in Rui in a 12-10 points league, but in a category league, I'm, I'm less so. But that's how I see it working. I'm trying to work through the logic of it. That's how we do our projections as well over at Basketball Monster. Like, does Hachimura step in as the number three guy? No. 
Does he step in with a clear 33-minute-a-night role? I don't think so. He might, but does that mean anything? Like in, he might average 15 and 5 with 0.7 steals, 0.6 blocks, 1.2 assists, and 1.5 threes. And is that useful? Maybe a little bit, but more so in points leagues. Hope I hope that sort of clears that up. Into oh, but hey, I, I really want to hear what you got to say. Like, are you taking a flyer on Rui? And if you are, and if you are watching this on YouTube in the comments, who are you dropping? Who are you dropping to add Rui Hachimura? That's that's the interesting part to me. Let's go to the Wizards side of things. When this in- Wizards thing is interesting because we get the news that Kristaps Porzingis is out for a couple of weeks. Porzingis. So the number one ad out of all of this situation is Dan Gafford. Very clearly over Rui Hachimura. Very, absolutely 100%. Gafford was already starting, but he's going to be the starting center outright. He's going to play more than 21 minutes. He'll play 26, 27. There'll be foul trouble involved in there as well. And he will roll at a top 70 rate, is my guess, while Paul Zingas is out. So that is the ad. Daniel Gafford is the ad. I buried the lead here 15 minutes into the show. Daniel Gafford is the ad. Now, when Porzingis returns, it does get a little bit more squishy for Gafford, but, but, part of the reason that Gafford started to fall off, it's not that he wasn't starting, it's that Hachimura also returned, so that those two lineups of Porzingis and Gafford together, they had to squeeze 24 minutes or 25 minutes of of Hachimura in there, and that came from Gafford, and now, they don't have to do that, so Gafford could stay as a a 25-minute-a-night starter next to Porzingis. It also helps Denny Avdia, whose minutes have been all over the shop and production has been all over the shop. What I think it does do more for Denny is that if Beal is out, Denny does become more of that option now. Whereas prior when Beal was out, he didn't take that big step forward. But Avdia can go from a 19-minute player to a 24-minute player. That's not enough to be a 12-team league guy, I don't think. You can take a look at him in definitely 14-team leagues. Um, And while Porzingis is out, Denny might be a 12-team league option for some rebounds and for some assists. But he is not, I don't think, a long-term guy. The only guy that I feel more confident with a long-term option is Gafford. Not Rui, not Denny. I don't think it impacts Dillon Wright very much at all. He's a a 24-minute-a-night guard who's not really impacted by this deal. I don't think it impacts Corey Kispert. We've seen Corey Kispert play 30 minutes as a starter and be useless. He's not getting extra minutes. What I do think is ha- it could happen is that Will Barton is the guy that steps into the rotation. He'd been out of the rotation. Someone needs to be in there as the extra body. It could be him. It could be Jordan Goodwin, who's sort of you know, running to the end of his uh, two-way contract or two-way days. I don't think it's Kendrick Nunn. I heard someone say, hey, man, do I drop Dylan right now that Kendrick Nunn is there? Just remember Kendrick Nunn is bad. Kendrick Nunn is not a good player. He's not a good bloke. He's not a good player. He doesn't really make any sense on this team with Kispert, with Beal, with Morris, with Wright. He's the fifth guard at best. He's probably worse than Will Barton. I don't know where he fits. He's not getting added in any format. His value was higher with the injuries in the Lakers than what I think it's going to be with the Wizards. So I wouldn't bother with him. So to me, the priority is Gafford. Clearly, clearly Gafford. Rui then in a points league. And then Denny maybe in the short term. But I think what will end up happening is you'll get Gafford having real good value when Porzingis is out, maybe move back to fringe value when Porzingis is returning. And then the other pieces, the other players in this team, they don't become 12-team league guys or 10-team league guys or maybe 14 for Rui. But again, I don't see big things changing. It's a lot of breakdown on this trade because we're just dying for trade content. And here we are. We got it. We got something happening. And I'm not sure that it moves the needle a huge amount. So 
Let me know your thoughts on the trade down below in the comments. Tweet them at me as well. Tell me what you're doing in this situation. Really interested to see if people are adding and who they are dropping to make that ad. Guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, please thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.